This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. And a very good evening. Welcome to the show. I am Tabiso Musia. Luyolo Mkalipi is the producer. Sylvester Komane is in technical with us this evening. And Tebucho Khadebe is on social media. It's Friday, so we honor our sporting heroes of yesteryear, whether they were on or off the field. And we also try to find out more about historic moments in South African sport or even international sport um, on a Friday here on SAFM and uh, as usual, we are on an hour earlier, 6 to 7 p.m., so that me and Luyolo can go home earlier than the other days of the week. Well, not really go home earlier, but we leave the studio earlier. Uh, but anyway, tonight um, is no different. We're still continuing celebrating Women's Month, as we have been doing throughout the week. And with the Springboks facing Argentina in Deben tomorrow in the opening round of the Rugby Championship, we felt it would be the perfect opportunity to speak to the first-ever Springbok women's captain, Unumse Benzi Totobe. She will be our guest tonight and she will tell us how it feels to be a Springbok women's captain and how was her journey and how does she look back at her career and does she have anything to show for it or does she have any regrets and if the same name sounds familiar well she is uh, the elder sister of former Proteas fast bowler Lonobo Totobe they are a true sporting family the Totobes uh, back there in Maklagi in Port Elizabeth we will also have a conversation with the Orlando Paris Women's League ever since I started following football I've always heard about a group of women who travel all over the country and even uh, uh, throughout the continent uh, supporting Orlando Pirates. We've also had numerous times in various interviews from Orlando Pirates players, former players, club legends about the role that these women play and how teams would visit these ladies before matches, especially at big games, to get blessings of course. And we will um, speak to a couple of members of the Orlando Pirates Women's League just to find out more of what they're about. Are they still active and what exactly do they stand for? But first up, we are going to look ahead to tomorrow's clash between the Springboks and Argentina in Durban and we'll speak to our regular correspondent Craig Ray shortly. Remember that there is football uh, this evening at 8 is Kaiser Chiefs and Marispec United at the Harry Guala Stadium. Marispec United the home team for this one and uh, they've struggled to beat Kaiser Chiefs in uh, recent uh, seasons. Marispec United and they are off to a very very poor start having lost both their matches in the league and they've also been knocked out of the M10-8 a far cry from last season where they were flying high Marispec United so they'll be looking to bounce back uh, this evening and their coach Fadlu Davids did uh, say that this is a perfect opportunity for them to bounce back because he says he doesn't have to motivate his players uh, to play against Kaiser Chiefs. So that game is at 8. Also this evening, Sundowns are in Morocco. They're in Casablanca to face Widad, uh, the holders of the Kev Champions League. It's a Group C uh, uh, a game there and uh, Widad are the leaders of this group and Sundowns are in a second place. Widad are unbeaten. They're four points ahead of Mamelodi Sundowns. So that game also takes place tonight. And there's so much football to look forward to this weekend. The La Liga starts. Uh, Serie A starts this weekend. We'll see Cristiano Ronaldo for the first time in a, in an official game for Juventus. They're playing at uh, 6 tomorrow at Kiavo. And also... Um, the National First Division also gets underway tomorrow. There's that a big game this weekend between uh, Jomo Cosmos and Ajax Cape Town who've been relegated now to the National First Division. And there's a big game in the English Premier League also this weekend at Stamford Bridge, 6.30pm kickoff tomorrow evening. Chelsea up against the mighty Arsenal. Anyway, after the break, we'll talk rugby. Zanzi's Sporting Milestones, Moments and Stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. 
So let's start by looking ahead to tomorrow's rugby championship clash between the box and Argentina in Durban. We're joined by Craig Ray. Good evening, uh, Craig. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, Tabisi. Nice to be back on and uh, obviously big rugby ahead of us this weekend. Yes, Craig. Can I put my house and car on the box tomorrow? Can, can Is there any <laughs> doubt that they will win? <laughs> There's always a bit of a doubt that, the, yeah, especially given the way the Springboks have gone, I think they should win. Um, but maybe it won't be as straightforward as we all expect it to be. Mm. Uh, this Argentina team are not bad. Um, they turned the corner as the Jaguares in Super Rugby under Mario Ledesma, and he's taken the reins now at test level. Um, so his first test in charge. And I think they'll be a much more um, composed unit than we're used to seeing. I think their discipline will be better. We saw the Jaguares discipline improve during Super Rugby. Um, so I think that'll be a tough test for the Springboks. But that said, the Springboks should be too good for them. And what can we read from uh, Coach Rassi Rasmus's team that he picked here, that he announced yesterday? Well, it's an interesting lineup. I mean, look, he's he's juggling a lot of uh, players and time frames and you know game time people such as Franco Mostert and Elton Jones have played a lot of rugby. Jesse Creel as well played almost every minute in Super Rugby. So those guys are, are, are being given a little bit of time off from this game, so they went seriously in consideration. Then he's trying to look to blood a few youngsters and you know, build a little bit of experience as he keeps reminding everyone there's only 15 tests to go to the Rugby World Cup 2019. So he needs to build capacity in, in certain positions and obviously the back line in particular. And uh, Makazola Mapimpi comes in, gets a second cap. He's uh, having another look at Lacanio Am and Andre Estes and together Piri Gianti is now building his experience up and yeah, Skomoff remains slightly problematic. Fafti Clark is now clearly the number one but yeah, who's the next best behind him? Ambrose Papier comes in this time round to build up a little bit of experience. We've also had Ivan from Sale played at Ross Cornier's back in the mix. So, you know, there's a lot of positions that are are, are certainly not settled. And, uh, yeah, nice to see Marco von Staden and uh, Damien Willemse potentially playing their first test matches off the bench as well. Willemse, of course, is a fly half in Super Rugby for the Stormers, but he has mm-hmm. played centre for the Junior Springboks at the World Championships. And he's also played fullback. So, he gives a lot of options off the bench. And from Sardin's an out-and-out hard man to the ball. Um, and he would have been in in June had he not got injured in the last Super Rugby game before the June International. So he gets a belated chance. So it's a nice mix of youth and there's nice experience back there. Eben Etzbeth back for the first time in nine months on a rugby field. Mm. The first time this year at all. And uh, that's, a big, that's a big call, but uh, an understandable one if the man is fit. And he's reunited with Peter Steph toy in the second row. So that's a big deal. And Francois Lowe back in the uh, open side flank. Warren Whiteley back at number eight. So a lot of experience coming uh, into the, the, the pack. And that means he shuffled the loose forwards a bit. Uh, Sia Colisi moving to the other side? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure if that's uh, you know, a great call. Um, Sia Colisi, yeah, he's one of those flanks that he's sort of between a six and a seven, isn't he? He's not a an out-and-out giant number seven ball carrier, and he's not an out-and-out pitcher, and he does a good job in both in defending. And so I think we'll see uh, uh, an all-round game from Khaleesi. He'll play tight and defend around the uh, fringes, which is where his strength lies. And then Francois Lowe and Malcolm Marks, another one back in the mix, will probably be the designated uh, poachers at the breakdown. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that balance goes. Whiteley plays a slightly looser game for the Lions. Uh, I don't know what the demand for Springboks will place on him. I, I expect they want him to be a little bit tighter at test level. So he doesn't quite have the physicality of Dwayne Vermeulen, but he, he brings other skills, maybe a bit more pace and a bit more of a linking game with the back line. So uh, it will be an interesting loose chair to see how they go. But, uh, you know, I think Rossi Rasmus, if he's going to experiment with, shall we say, fringe players, this is probably the test he's got to do it in.
And how has Sia been this week? I mean, there was so much fanfare ahead of the England Tats, so much because of the captaincy, and understandably so, but it's time to get down to business now. Yeah, I think that's all gone now. The, you know, it, it was deserved fanfare. Let's not, let's not make a mistake. That was a historic moment in South African sport and South African rugby, but it's done now. It's just that he is the captain. He's been named as the captain for the rest of the year. And now we can just get on with uh, the captain and the coach building a winning team towards the World Cup. And, and I think that's what Rossi Erasmus wanted. I'm sure that's what Sia Khaleesi wanted. They just want to now form that bond that great coaches and captains have. You think of Steve Hansen and Graham Henry with Richie McCaw, Jake White with John Smith. Um, you know, and then that's got to that's got to build over time. And they don't have a lot of time to the World Cup. So I think Rossi Erasmus has said, right, here's my man to the World Cup. We're going to build something and we're going to try and uh, build a formidable team around him and around some of his lieutenants. Finally, Craig, what will make a good rugby championship for the Springboks? Is it results or is it the players that they're blooding in with one eye at the World Cup? On the World Cup? Yeah, well, I think what would make a good rugby championship full stop is if the All Blacks lost tomorrow against <laughs> the Wallabies. Because, you know, if they could lose the opening game, it would just open the tournament up a little bit for everyone. Because we've seen in five of the six years they win the opening game, usually comfortably. And then they have three home games to follow that. And the tournament's over by the halfway mark, really. Um, so, from a tournament point of view, I think the Wallabies being the All-Backs would be great for the tournament. From a South African point of view, I think they've got to try and win all their home games and pick up you know, one win on the road, either against Argentina, which they should do, or, or against uh, Australia. I think four out of six would be a great return. Beating the All-Backs at home, of course, is a big ask. But I think, you know, besides just the results, you know, we'd like to see good players become better players and... and Alters such as Willem Sernth and Staden maybe show their, their worth. And, and um, you know, maybe by the end of the rugby championship, with less than a year to go to the World Cup, we'll have a spine of the team that will carry us through to the World Cup. So how many points will the box win by tomorrow, Craig Ray? <laughs> Put me on the spot, yeah. I'm going to say 12. 12. Um, and that's been a bit generous. Uh, but I think they'll, uh, yeah, they'll run away with, it, with a late try just to, to settle it. 12 points for the box. Great stuff, Craig Ray. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thanks, Tobisa. Flashback Fridays on SAFM. So, as I mentioned earlier, with the box taking on Argentina tomorrow, we felt it was the right time to uh, catch up with the former Springbok captain and actually the first ever Springbok women's captain. It is Flashback Friday after all, and we are celebrating Women's Month. So, the sister of former Proteus fast bowler, Lonobo Totobe, was the first ever Springbok captain. And uh, we spoke to her just before the show. She had a flight to catch, so she couldn't join us live. And she talks to us about what it takes and how it feels to be a Springbok women's captain, but does she even feel like one? Do they get the same respect as the men? And uh, let's hear from Uno Msebenzi Totobe. And I began by asking her to give us her thoughts on Usia Kolisi's captaincy. They are, after all, from the same hometown, Epai. I bumped to him on the trading week, but we didn't really have to, we didn't exchange any words because it was hectic that week. Mm, okay, but you are also a former Springbok captain yourself, and that's why we called you. Um, da- does it feel? Do you feel like you are a former Springbok captain? Do you get the same respect? Do you get any respect at all? <laughs> it's never gonna be the same. It's never gonna be the same. Money-wise, p- the popularity, but I mean, it depends how you want to take it. If you want to be to humble yourself to say, obviously you are an SA captain, but it doesn't change. So it doesn't change. But uh, we're not in the same level. Mm, was it always an ambition for you to play rugby? I know that you're from a sporting family. Not an ambition. More than I wanted to get away from um, 
washing dishes. <laughs> it was more of don't want washing dishes. And uh, after that, I grew loving it. And uh, I found passion out of it. And then I thought, why not? Let me try it. And where did you start playing? I started playing uh, when I, I, I joined. Uh, before Before I played rugby, I played netball. Then um, I recruited five ladies just to go and join the guys. And then it started with the way I stayed at Kwamaklaki. And I joined the club called Hilltop Eagles then. And how was that period of playing club rugby? Club rugby is always... Um, Fantastic! It's always giving you that adrenaline. You want to do more because obviously we didn't know anything about Eastern Province or we didn't know anything about South African women's rugby. But all we wanted to do is was just to play the sport, just to play the rugby with the guys, you know. So it was always exciting. You see the footsteps. You all, you only know things there. The ball skills, the hanging off the ball, everything you know it there. So at that time, was there like a women's league for the clubs in PE? Not really. It was just us wanting to be so forward. Other than that, there was nothing up until 2002 when they announced that they want uh, professional teams to play uh, the sport. And at which stage, Jen, did you realize that you could actually go all the way here, play for the province and play for the Springboks? I think I was 23 when my mom, she told me that there is now... It's going to be professional in terms of people going to be selected from the club to go to Eastern, to go to, to, to represent Eastern Province. And I thought, you know, I've seen Eastern Province, I've seen the, I've seen the Kings because we always had to go to Telcom Park when it called Telcom Park then yeah. to watch the Eastern Province play. So I thought, well, why, let, why not? What is there, what is there for me to, to lose? So I've joined it. And what, what I like about it is the fact that no one knew about women's rugby. No one knew. So it was a new thing for each and everyone. There was no perfection. So we all perfected it as we go along. And after playing for Eastern Province, at which stage now did you make the step to the spring? <laughs> um, to, uh, a year down the line, uh, Mr. Puzi selected to say that I'm going to be the captain of the team. Wow. Were you actually the first ever female Springbok captain? First ever. Was that the first ever Springbok team? Yes. And first what? ever. Everything. Everything, the provinces Everything. and then the Springboks, it was the first thing ever. Yes, yes. And uh, is, how, did, how do you look back at that? How does it make you feel? It, now, because it's a, it's a history mm. that was made. But when I, when, at that time, at that moment, I, it, 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 for me, it was like nothing. Obviously, I, I appreciate everything of it. But for where I am now, it's because of the, of the things I did in the past. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. But at that time when we were playing, it was, we were goofing around. We were just playing um, uh, Eastern Province against Western Province. I'm the captain. And then we have to play um, Pol- Pongola, I mean, sorry, uh, Wales against the, the SA team. And then again, I'm the, I'm the captain. But there, there's not, there is an oomph that I'm the captain. But because now they are saying it, that you are the former Springbok captain and it's like wow i actually did it i went to canada for the first time south african team participate in the world cup i was there as the captain so it is history do you remember your first game for the springboks and, and what do you remember about it <laughs> the first test match was on the 29th of may 2004 mm. and what do yes. you remember about, about that match i remember we were beaten 85 um uh, we played a at the at Edcock Stadium, it's a history on that stadium because um, former my former my my dad played there. It was one of those emotional days, and um, it was the first time 
the, the stadium, that just the whole stadium was um, rooting for women's rugby. And it was, I, I never seen so many people behind women's rugby because every time we played, it's always been our families and our brothers and sisters. Other than that, it, there's no support. But on that day, it was overwhelming to see such uh, so many people mm-hmm. at the stadium. And what are some of your career highlights when you look at your time with the with the Springboks or just in rugby in general? Uh, the highlights, the highlights is the fact that I've travelled. Mm. I've travelled with the team as the player. Now, after I've, I've stopped playing in 2008, I started being a, um, a team manager for Eastern Province. I started at Eastern Province as a seventh EP manager. And then from there, Mr. Puzi again saw so I've got the potential to be a SA um, women's rugby team manager, which now I'm still standing. I'm still that manager. And I'm actually going to UK now in October with the team that I used to play. But obviously... Half of that team that I was playing with, half of those players are no longer there. But I'm, 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 I'm grooming the young ones. I'm telling them the things that we used to do. And I'm happy to see the, 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 the phases and the changes that are happening within, within women's rugby, even though I know it's still, it's still far from what we want the, the women's rugby to be. But I'm still happy with the changes yeah. and the development. And and is with the women's team is there the same culture that there is with the men's team where they've got their no. own traditions? Um, we we've got our in terms of pay it's the same, but in terms of in terms of contracts in terms of. Um, gym contracts in terms of the facilities the men gets and the women's gets is definitely not the same in the same wavelength and i'm telling you it's a big gap and mm-hmm. it's it's well um i have a group now of the lunch and ladies where we want to change that how we're going to change it we need to get together and we talk about it and we we dot down what we want and what we want to see not for us now but for the young girls that are coming up I know you've been very vocal about proper structures not being set up for women that yes. must be set up. Are you talking about schools? Are you talking about club rugby and, and, and I'm competitions? I'm talking about Virgin Active. I'm talking about contracts. I'm talking about monthly income. I'm talking about going to school. I'm talking about the sponsorship for the individuals. I'm talking such things. I'm, I'm talking about the class funds. I'm talking about when a player gets to be injured, she can go. If she doesn't have a medical aid, somewhere, somewhere down the line, someone must do something about that. I'm talking about those things. I'm talking about if the player didn't, didn't, she didn't do well at school in terms of academy, where she can go and um, someone can take that person to go work somewhere. I'm talking about those things. Yeah. I'm talking about, because now I'm, I'm also a closer commentary at Supersport, yes. I'm talking about those challenges. Uh, if we see we've got talent, because these young girls, they've got talent other than playing rugby. So they could in many things. We've got engineers, we've got pharmacists, we've got doctors. So why can't we do more? Mm. You did say there are some changes that you are happy with. What are those that are encouraging you? Um, the fact that we've got um, ladies that are uh, situated at CES, Stellenbosch, where they are getting contracts, they are treated as professionals, they've got contracts, they play almost each and every month, and they go uh, overboard, and, and, and they go. They have tournaments like they go to Dubai, they went to Turkey, they go to Canada, they, 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 get, they, they get to have game time. I'm talking about that. That is what I like. And we've also got a development that they call a youth, youth training centers where uh, each and every province, they, they, we've got a development where we call it Ishumelo for the youngsters. Mm. 
And besides you and the legends, Nomsevenzo, who else must be responsible uh, for this change? And is there a will, is there interest to make sure that the game is being uh, promoted properly? I think uh, the, the, the ex-players, we failed our youngsters. I'm going to say it again, and I'm not afraid to say that. We failed because we, we, we have been so busy with our own things because us, I'm talking about me. I have been busy because things are going well for me. But every time I see Eastern Province, Eastern Province, where I left it and where it is now, I, I always say, wow, I could have done something better. And I'm talking about business people that are not putting anything for women because they don't hear about women's rugby. I'm talking about SA rugby and um, the office of SA rugby, as much as they understand that it's not easy to support women's rugby because there, there's not much about women's rugby in terms of funding. I'm talking about sport registration, arts and culture. I'm talking about Lotto. I'm talking about all the people that can support women's rugby to grow. Those are the people that need to put some hand into trusting women that can go further. Mm. I know a lot of people like to ask about money. Is the money better now than when you were playing? Yes, of course it is. How much better? I mean, I I cannot even compare to say 100,000. We're far from 100,000. It's like it's, I can't even say it. Mm. I, I really can't even say it. it, it it's so bad. Mm. And how bad was it when you were playing then? If it's no, we, we were talking, we talked about incentives. It mm. was not about you can buy a car. Oh. Let me put it that way. Mm. That's how bad it is. And there seems to be this challenge across all sporting codes when it comes to women. What do you think is. that is? You go to soccer, you go to, I don't know about hockey, but you go to soccer, you go to netball, it's the same thing. We actually spoke to Sanani Mangisa. She played hockey 100 matches for yes. SAT and she also has the same issues that you are, you are saying. Mm. Why, why do you think that is? Men, uh, I think we're not trusted enough. I know when we started driving, you didn't trust us and we better drivers in terms of stats. <laughs> now, this uh, and uh, I mean, obviously they laughed at us when we started playing because they thought, I mean, what is what is what are women doing in rugby? And uh, for some reason, we are better in terms of skills, handling the ball and everything, you know. So I don't know. I I, I, I will lie to you if I can say we 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 are supported the way we're supposed to be supported. We're not. Mm. And during your time, did you make a World Cup appearance? Yes, we did. 2006, 2010, and 2014. And, how, and we're also going to another one now. And how were those World Cups? <laughs> okay. 2006 it was our first time mm. participating. So we did badly. It's explainable. We did badly because we didn't have much um, uh, structure. We didn't have much um, competition. We didn't have much, um, we, like, diet-wise, everything that we did. We, like, we were not fit enough to compete, but we have to do something. We have to start somewhere. I don't mind that. But when you get to 2010, things were different. Um, everything was in place. High performance was there for us. So from ranking number 12 to ranking number 10, so we were better. Oh, 2014, cool. again, we went from being better to be back to 2006. I do not know what caused that, but we didn't do as well as we did in 2010. So somehow we were supposed to 
because last year there was World Cup, we didn't participate. Um, why? Because we needed to go back to our drawing board to see where we failed. And where we decide, the office of SA Rugby decided what they're going to do. They're going to um, implement the youth training center where the, in schools and in the, in, in the provinces, they're going to make sure that they develop women's rugby. So now we've got more women playing rugby and we've got more women that comes to, uh, the, to, to clubs and also to the provinces. So we've got more game structure. Are you confident about this team? Are you encouraged by this team that you are part of now? I am telling you, if I have to have the same uh, topic or same uh, slot uh, through SAFM uh, in after October when we come back from UK, I'll tell you the different story. And mm-hmm. obviously, if you follow us up until we, we play the World Cup, I am telling you, you'll see a different team. Oh, wow, that is great. Finally, Noms, you've gone through so much, uh, but you're still going strong. You still want to give back to the game. When you look back overall, do you have any regrets about your playing career? No, no, definitely not. I am telling you, I am where I am because of that. And uh, the discipline-wise, it, it, it has taught me that. And punctuality, it has also taught me that. How to speak to people and how to understand other cultures and everything else that, that comes with it. I mean, I, I am so... I, I, I'm happy. I can't even change anything. I'm happy to be where I am because I know I've learned something from it. Oh, very gracious, Nam Sevens. It's also, but despite the challenges faced uh, by 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 the women playing rugby, not just women playing rugby. If you've heard uh, throughout the week of those ladies we've been speaking to, the, speaking to, they've all had challenges, especially when it comes to money, especially when it comes to sponsorship, especially when it comes to endorsements. Uh, Porsche Mutisa said the same thing, having played over a hundred times for having scored over a hundred goals for Banyana Banyana. Sanani Mangisa, having played over a hundred times for the Proteas women's hockey team, also said the same thing, and Onom. Uh, and now the first ever Springbok women's captain is also saying the same thing. It is really, really bad, and I think things really need to change. We've got Carl in Devon who's called us. Carl, you've been listening. Thank you for calling us. What's your comment? Good evening. Hi. Hi, um, Just on the same subject, I have a friend who is in the Natal Sharks team, and a few weeks ago after they came back from Western Province, half the team comes from Maritzburg, and those girls were left at the airport with no money. To get home, they're supposed to get travel allowances to practice, and they don't get them. And they had a little mini strike in training this week. They play in the Eastern Province supposedly tomorrow, and uh, it's just it's just ridiculous that, that, that there's no support. I mean, if an under 21 or under 19 man can get 25 grand a month, yeah. And, and at their meeting, they were told that that they're just classified as amateurs. They're not even professionals. And why are they playing in shocks? So they're not professional. And and, and even if, and even besides the money, Carl, I mean, some of the things that uh, Nom Sebens is complaining about is medical insurance if they get injured. Is, is that taken doctor, care nurse, of? You know. Yes. And, uh, and it's the same challenge that they face. I think we must get in touch with that team. Thank you for calling us, the Carl. And I really, really think sure. that um, something needs to be done. I mean, professional players cannot be complaining about medical insurance. I remember I've even spoken to some of the netball players and some of them had to take leave uh, when they have to go represent the national team. Uh, when they have to go overseas, they have to take unpaid 
leave from work and um, even when they're playing I mean they're not getting enough money to cover up for, 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 for the money that they would have made while they were at work some have told us that when they come back home from these tours their lights are off they can't pay rent some get injured they have to take care of their own medical expenses and I think if we can start with, with simple things like this I understand obviously the viewership the numbers and why the sponsors will, will always go back the man and all of that and we can really expect the same amount of, of, of money but the gap is just too huge and there is no excuse for the gap to be this huge. There was an article written today by Unjabulongidi who's now with newframe.com I think that's what they are called and he was he actually broke it down in his article where he mentioned that one Springbok 7 player I think that's what he said ends more than the whole team than the whole women's uh, Springbok 7 team combined one player ends more than the whole team combined and he broke it down today in a very nice article on newframe.com which I think is a new publication that's been launched in the past couple of days and it's more things like this that really need to be to, to be addressed and we mustn't only talk about them on Women's Month you know we've got the whole year to talk about uh, about these issues not only now and that's why I always say well done to the guys at the South African Cricketers Association Saka Tony Irish and his crew I mean they fought really really hard to make sure that the Proteas women's uh, women's team has contracts. Uh, Cricket South Africa said no, they'll give five or six players contracts, but now all the players have contracts. When they travel, they are contracted. We're seeing that their matches are on TV and lots of the small things that we're complaining about are being taken care of. And for me, I think that is a great achievement for Tony Irish and his team because they made sure that when they were negotiating with Cricket South Africa, that the women's uh, negotiations were also um, at the same time. So whatever if they couldn't get something from the woman, then the men's deal wouldn't go through. And that's how they bargained Tony Irish and, and, and his crew. And well done to them. And I think we need more associations like that to stand up for women in sport. Up next, we'll speak to the Orlando Pirates Women's League. I've mentioned it. I've heard so much about them growing up, how players used to go visit them before big matches. And uh, we found um, w- one of the founders, actually, and one of the longest uh, serving members of this women's league. And she'll speak to us shortly. Zanzi's sporting milestones, moments and stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. And we continue celebrating women in sport and let's speak uh, to the Orlando Pirates Women's League. As I said, I've always heard about them. Players always share stories of their visits and we are joined on the line by Uma Mukwin uh, Diwo, uh, one of the longest serving members of this Women's League. Uma Mukwin, good evening and thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. We really appreciate your time. Good evening, sir. Please uh, help us understand as a long-serving member of the Women's uh, League, I understand there was another generation before you, but can you give us a bit of background about the Women's League? Oh, yes. You know what? Always when is there it? is a funeral, we used to go to the to the place where it, where is the funeral. And then we are always, after the boys, when they are going to play the matches, we are also there. And now in 2018, who's still left and uh, do you recruit new members? Yes, we got some new members, you know, because now we are 20. You are 20? Yes, we were 18, now we are 20. Mm. Mm. And are you still attending matches? Are, are you still traveling with the team? I know I've seen the likes of Jane Mufukeng, who's always at the matches and she travels the whole country. Yes, we're still traveling. <laughs> so where did the love for Pirates Mama Queen come from? Oh, it's coming from our parents, you know. Mm. When you grow up, our parents, they were always loving Orlando Pirates. So that even us, we did follow Orlando Pirates. And our kids, too, they follow Orlando Pirates. That means Orlando Pirates won't die.
So the kids don't have a choice. They must follow the right club. <laughs> they, they are following <laughs> the right club, Orlando Pirates. And what is, and what is it about the black and white? What is it? What is it that makes them so special? Oh, black and white, you know. Ooh, it's so special. You know, the dress code, the black and white, Orlando Pirates. You know, that club, I don't know what I can say, you know. Mm. Mm. So, as a women's league, what what exactly is your role? Because we've seen players, we've we've had stories from players saying they come to the women's league before matches, before even that successful Champions League uh, campaign. They would go to the women's league, they would get prayers and all sorts of. Uh, explain to us what exactly is your role? Yes, our roles, you know. If that's something, you know, we used to pray for them when they are going to play. We are gathering together and. Pray for them so that we can win. Mm. Yes. And did they would would they come to you? Would they come to the women's league, or do you have to go to camp to find where the players are? No, 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 no. no. We are just gathering ourselves, mm. women's league, you know, and then we pray them for for the boys. So, so the coaches or the chairman would make sure that the team comes to you. Yes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and and what are some of your favorite uh, fa- fa- favorite moments with the team or with some of the players? Oh, when we win, you know. Mm. Yeah, when we win, and then when we lose, you know, it's not nice to lose. But that's nothing we can say, you know. When they play, they used to play very nice, you know. Mm. Uh. And over the years, Mama Queen, who are some of your favorite Orlando Paris players? That's a lot of them, you know. That's a lot of them. I can't even count them from Jomoson. Ha, Jomoson. <laughs> and you used to go to the stadium to go watch uh, Brajay. Yes, yes. Kaysam Taung was also playing for Orlando Pirates. Huh? Mm, Russia was also playing for Orlando Pirates. There's a lot of players, you know. Petson Banda was also playing for Orlando Pirates, you know. Yes. Mm. Well, Kaysam Taung left Orlando Pirates. And when to go from Kaiser Chiefs? How do you feel about him now? Say it again. I'm saying, how do you feel about Kaiser Mutawung now that he is heading the rivals of Orlando Pirates? No, it's right, you know, to grow up. It's right to grow up, you know, to have your own team. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Kaiser Chiefs is our kids, you know. Aha, they were born from from Orlando Pirates. They were born from Orlando Pirates. Please. We see at the stadium, there seems to be a new breed of supporters. We see the likes of Mama Joy, and I remember some of the ladies in previous seasons have always been there as Pirate supporters. Do you also bring them in to become part of the Women's League? Do you share stories with them? Do you share the history of the club with them? Mama Joy? Oh, really, I don't want to lie, you know, but we used to speak to Mama Joy... Mama Joy is a very nice woman. Mm. Yeah, we used to speak to them, you know, but we didn't have en- enough time, you know, to come and join us for women's league. Mm. Yeah, and so how that you can explain to them everything for Orlando Pirates, you know, because Orlando Pirates got some laws. And you want them to carry this history, I'm sure, because you're also the next generation. Yes. 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 And and now, um, how's the relationship with the club now? I mean, are you still as close to the players as before or have things changed a bit now with modern day football? No, that's nothing have changed. Still the same. You still pray still for the them. Same. You still sing for them. Still the same. Yes. 
That is great. Well, Mama Queen, it is really good to hear from you. We just wanted to find out more about this Orlando Pirates Women's League that everybody has uh, speaks about. And we're going to speak to another member of the Women's League also up next. But thank you for your time and thank you very much for giving us a few words. I know that you're the longest serving member now left at the club and uh, we really appreciate that you found a few minutes to speak to us this evening. Oh, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank Bye. you to Umama Queen Dubo there, the longest serving member of the Orlando Pirates Women's League and as you can hear I mean she's really really been around for a very long time I think this this there was she was telling us before we went on air that this league was started in the early 70s this this women's league and they get together and they have branches and uh, they got you they have uniform and they go to church together and they do all sorts of things and we'll speak to another one um up next and this next one I'm not sure which generation she falls under but I always see her at the matches all over the country she is always there Pirates Awards she's always there even at some press conferences she shows up and she's a really a big Orlando Pirates supporter Call Tabiso now 0891 It's our last leg of celebrating Women's Month this week and we are finding out more about uh, the Orlando Pirates Women's League that we've heard so much about Luckily Khwati is always talking about the Women's League sometimes he never wants to say exactly what happens when they go visit the Women's League but he'll tell you okay they sing and then that's all that he can tell you they pray and that's all that he can tell you and you always feel like no Lucky but there's much more here that you you probably can tell us but you probably can't tell us at the same time and we are joined now by another member of the women's league jane mufukeng who i see at every orlando pirates game without fail a uh, good evening ma'am and thank you very much for joining us on safm hi good evening and thanks for inviting me so which generation are you of the orlando pirates women league because it looks like uh, this machine doesn't stop it keeps going which is what I'm saying, which generation of the women's league are you? Are you the <laughs> <laughs> the eighties? The eighties generation. And how did you mm-hmm. get? How did you get involved? Okay, my love for all the pirates actually um, started. The, the, I, actually, I come from the family of all the pirates. Mm. My dad was a staunch member of all the pirates. And later, as I was attending the games, at a very young age, I met these uh, vibrant women who are so unapologetic, unapologetic, who are so unafraid. The likes of um, the late members of the so rest in peace. Many It's a lot of them. And what did they stand for at the time? What, what is it that they were all about? Okay, this one, I've had people saying, these are, we are just praying, we're not just praying. What we do is uh, they stand for peace, they stand for hope. And what you do with the players, I'm sure, like, remember the other time somebody was asking, you only come here to pray. It's not about that. Mm. We give them uh, a blessing before and after the game. You know, we give them that uh, emotional support and moral support, not only to the team, but to their extended families and, and the supporters and the team itself. And why do you feel this is this is important, Jane Mufuking? Why do I think it's important? Yes, what's the impo- what's what's the importance of 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 praying and and, and supporting these boys? To give them hope. To mm. give them hope. Yes, because we have seen sometimes when you go to the game, to the game, people will be booing at them, people saying a lot of stuff and all that. And we, as women, when you come, the people in the and women who are. are 
can games go to matches. There are those assumptions that when we come to this game, we come in there maybe looking for love, we are dating the gang stars, you know, we just there for a bunch of hooligans. It's not about that. We give them that support and hope and happiness. And, and and you do this with the blessings of the chairman, with the blessings of the club? With the, the blessings of the, of the club, the chairman, the technical team, the coaches, all of them. Well, I've seen, I've actually seen you in the stadiums. I've seen how close you are to the chairman. I've seen how close you are to, 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 to the players. What are some of your uh, memorable moments as, as part of the Women's League? Okay, fine. I, 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 how can I forget this? You know, you know what? Winning the treble was one of unforgettable moments. I'll never forget a, a, a that feeling. Mm. How much praying was done there? Because there was a double treble. <laughs> <laughs> Were there a lot of prayers for that team? Mm-hmm, please. And the 1995 Champions League squad, did you also bless them on their way to, uh, to the final there in Abidjan? You know, we've, we've, I mean, we've always been there. If I can talk about myself, there's been women before me. Like I said, Bobo Masitokhelo, Bobo Auskibi, the ones, the older ones, they've been there. So they are actually Bobo Auskibi. So they are actually leaving this to, to the young ones. Do you have mm-hmm. any any favorite players in, in this Pirates or in your time as a Pirates Women's League member? Uh, in my time, I can say yes, um, like in Lokwati. And currently... Uh, I've got you. And how can I forget uh, Shitolo? How can I forget uh, Nyatama, Mutwari, Memela? Actually, they're all my heroes, but in the past, Lucky Lekwati was my name. What is it about Lucky Lekwati? Because whenever uh, he, he's the one that speaks a lot about the Orlando Paris Women's League, he has so much respect for you and your contribution and the sacrifices that you've made. What is it about Lucky Lekwati? Because he can never forget about the Women's League. It's okay, fine, because um, the way he conducts himself. The way he conducts himself, his values, his respect, you know, his Ubuntu to us, you know, we actually promoted him to be the next chairman. <laughs> <laughs> you are promoting him to be the next chairman? He doesn't hear me saying that, <laughs> yes. Is he open yes. to that? Do you think he's open to that? Of course, yes. Ah, I'm also told that you you wanted to address the players before the game against Bitvers Vets, uh, that uh, defeat, of course. And why did you feel the need to speak to them? You, you, okay, fine. It's, it's a norm. We, we normally do that. Not only to the players, also when we are at our presidential suit, we start by, you know, greeting the attendees personally, engaging, uh, you know, the supporters in discussion of issues in sport. We are, like I said, we are unapologetic and unafraid to, to, to question staff. And after that, all the mood, the moral was so down after at this game. And we wanted to ask guys what is happening because we have seen, I mean, we started on a very good Note, but it's slowly getting there. We don't want this thing to happen again. You know, we wanted to ask what is what is happening. Mm. How can we assess emotionally, you know, and psychologically? So, what is happening at the moment, Jane Mufuking? We, we would not because we're actually back from going there. So, and all of them, they were all crying. Nobody wanted to talk to us. So, we just left it like that. Oh, after the loss against Vets, they were so emotional, you couldn't speak to them? Yes, yes. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. And are there any other women's league ac- ac- across the country? Because I always hear about supporters club, but I never hear about a specific women's league of a club. We are one of a kind. We're a special one. <sighs> we the only one. Well, mm-hmm. okay, we've got somebody calling us. We'll take this call after this break, Loyolo. Zanzi's sporting milestones, moments and stories. 
Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musea. And we are wrapping up our celebration of Women's Month this week with the Orlando Pirates Women's League. If you've just joined us, we also spoke to uh, the first ever Springbok Women's Captain Unomsebenzi at Totobe, who's played at uh, three World Cups, and she was telling us her story and her journey and uh, and. Uh, now we are talking to the Orlando Pirates Women's League and we've got Mbule in Limpopo on the line. I understand that you're a Kaiser Chiefs fan, so I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. Mbule, good evening. Thank you for calling us. Thank you. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. And you? I'm very well. Thank you. We have Mama Jane, Jane Mufukeng on the line. What do you want to say? Um, I just want to say that um, I'm a 25-year-old and... Um, I started uh, watching football for as long as I can remember. Well, um, the person who introduced uh, football uh, is my late father, uh, who passed on when I was 12 years old. And um, for as long as I can remember, we never got to watch anything on TV except for football. Mm. So that's how I started watching football. Even now, that's the only thing I can watch. Um, I never watched cartoons so um watching other women go to stadiums and for mama also um saying all the things that she's saying right now on the radio i can uh, really attest to them because um uh, football is not only about men you know um i think many people uh stereotype football and thinking that it's a male thing but um it's absolutely not and um, my love for football, um, oh God, I don't even know how it began. Like, it just brings out this thrill in me. It's my, uh, I don't know if I can say this, but it's my drug, basically. That's what I like. I, I love tweeting about it. Uh, basically, um, on Twitter, there's this section called uh, the Football Twitter. I'm, yes. part of, I'm a huge part of Football Twitter. And, um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's basically what football means to well, me. Well, you must start your own I, Kaiser Chiefs Women's League. Aren't you inspired to start your own Kaiser Chiefs Women's League? Um, because of my schedules and how busy I am, and I wish I could. I see a lot of people around here. I am from Lebuahomu, uh, by the way. Um, in Lebuahomu, there are pirate supporters groups. There are Kaiser Chiefs. There are Baraka even. Baraka is just next to my home here. But unfortunately, because of my schedules and work, I cannot attend uh, those kind of things, unfortunately for me. But when I do have time, I'll make sure I um, encourage other young stars like me to join in and rally behind our teams. Great stuff. Thank you very much, Mpule, there in Limpopo. Jane, you've heard Mpule. How important is it for the younger ones to also get involved, the, 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 the women? We, it is our responsibility. We are actually getting trying to level the, the, the pricing for the female um, 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 athletes, loading the younger one generation, you know, in sport leadership uh, positions. It is our responsibility. How do you deal with the stereotypes? Because some people will ask, but why is this team going to see this woman at night? What is happening there? You know, are the special projects happening? How do you handle those stereotypes? You know, there are no uh, special projects for now. This is something that we as women need to start uh, looking at that. I had, a, I mean, a talk with Ria de Dwaba the other day. We are uh, getting there. 
the Isola and that's another topic for another day. Mm. And I always see mm. you traveling. I mean, do you pay out of your own pocket? Does the club support you? Uh, do the Women's League finance their own trips to the stadium? Because I see you everywhere, whether it's Deben, whether it's Pulukwane, you are there. Mm-hmm. The chairman supports us. Ah, oh, the chairman supports us. Oh, the chairman supports us. Did he not honor you at one of the awards in a couple of years ago? Many times, many yes. times, yes, done that many times, yes. I remember that. Mm-hmm. So, so now, how how do how are you going to fix the problem of this season? Is it a problem? Is it too early? Is there hope? It, 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 it is too early. Is <laughs> that too early to ask that question? Leave it to us. Mm, you think Paris can mm-hmm. bounce back? Definitely so. Yes. Okay, Jane, thank you very much for also coming to speak to us. We've actually spoken to two generations of Orlando Pirates Women's League supporters. Finally, though, there is some reaction on social media. So many people um, inspired by the Women's League, like the caller Umpule here, saying that we also need to start our own things as the young ones or also uh, support also the Women's League. What message do we have for young female football supporters? I, I, what I can say is that... Um, uh, you know, football, it's life. It is love. It is culture. It's educational. You know, we do have that, uh, you know, that healthy and professional relationship with it. And if you, can, if you can ask me, if football was my boyfriend, I would say I have found love. So there is love, uh, you know, in soccer, there is happiness. There is, so it's also education. Thing. Huh, even if that boyfriend is Orlando Pirates. I have found love in Orlando Pirates. An abusive boyfriend like that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's leave it there, Jane Mufukeng. Thank you very yeah. much for joining yeah. us on SAFM just to share a bit of history about uh, the Orlando Pirates Women's League. So there you have it. Now you know that there is this group of women uh, that follow the club, that stand with the club through thick and thin, giving them their blessings, uh, praying for the club and just, just moral uh, 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 support. But clearly uh, things are not going well because they couldn't speak to the players after that defeat uh, to beat Vesfet. So you heard from uh, Jane Mufukeng saying that the players were in tears and they were not allowed to speak to the, to the players because of the situation at the time and sure the time is flying it's almost seven o'clock and uh, that is almost uh, our show it is our show actually there is a game tonight remember kaiser chiefs up against maritzburg united and i just want to see if the starting lineups have been released here a chief said they would release their starting lineup at seven o'clock actually so we are two minutes away from that and uh, it doesn't look like the starting lineup is out of kaiser chiefs let's see if sundowns have released their starting lineup they are up all the way in morocco of course to face Wydad Casablanca in the group stages of the Kev Champions League. And also no starting lineup there from Sundowns. But what I see now is that they're saying the game is at 9 local time. I'm not sure if that's the time in Morocco or that's the time here in South Africa. But Sundowns are playing tonight against Wydad Casablanca. That's it from us. We've been celebrating women in sport this week. And I hope you've enjoyed uh, the journey. And we need to do it even outside Women's Month. We need to continue having this conversation so we can put our female sporting stars in, on the back pages like we always do uh, with the guys. And we can fairly cover their events also. I think all they're asking for is just equal treatment and equal opportunities. And, and everything else will follow. My name is Tabitha. Thank you to Luyolo. Thank you to Sylvester Coman and Tebuko Khadebe on social media. Coming up next is Lizette Khan with Off the Pitch between 7 and 9 p.m. And then Backtracks with John Kherke from 9 to 12.